it's a full-grown man in a diaper, and uh, something about it is off. I'm not young and pretty and having fun. So I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me, people. When shit gets real, it gets really real in a very not real sort of way. Um, ew. What I want more is I skin. Bye, old guy. Bye. Bye. Go. Fuckers. Not the old guy with the dog, is it? No, just... What's going on back here? I'm a nosy Amishman. Go. Oh, uh... Although, it says the grumpy old man sitting and yelling at people out his window. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, they're just... It's just constant, and it's just... Here they come. Well, I did keep my eyes out for the guy with the phantom dog shitter today. Hmm. Wait, did me or what? Yeah, I kept my I kept my eyes out for him today. What do you mean you kept your eyes out for him? I stopped by. You did? Ah, uh, did I really get away with it? You I, were uh, here. I left you a present, sir, and I didn't want to tell you about it because I wanted to see your reaction to it on the podcast. Oh, so I, I'm guessing I'm guessing the pile the the prize or the the gift is probably just a pile of dog shit somewhere in my yard that I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's human. Oh. <laughs> no, I left I left it uh, at the usual spot. So oh, go, I, go grab it right now. Yeah, I want to ah. I want to see your reaction to it. All right. Of course, as I'm outside getting this thing, Joni was like, what are you doing? She's like, is that dog guy outside? I'm like, what? <laughs> I uh, just want you to know that this has been ordered for over six months. And what? it had problems and problems and problems. And these are just, this is just the prototype. Uh, there will be more to come. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I think you asked me about uh, what size shirt you wear yeah. at some point. Movie Freaks! <laughs> <laughs> Officially licensed Movie Freaks t-shirts. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I am going to wear the hell out of this shirt. And we'll be we'll both probably wearing them at the same time on the podcast. Yeah. Or and then we'll start laughing. And then I'm like, now i got to go change. <laughs> skipping hand in hand down the street, whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. That's hilarious. Oh, wow. So, you had issues getting it uh, printed, or? Yeah, well, my neighbor has started a t-shirt company. Oh, cool. Yeah, and but most of the stuff they do is simple text and stuff, so this is obviously, there's picture, and a different font, and there's, you know, blood, it's it's our logo from the Facebook page. Uh, and so it was way beyond the other kind of things they had been doing. Uh, so, as you can see, like, in the back with the, the hair on the... The Jason character needs some work, and uh, but I, yeah, she told me it was just a practice run, and she's learned how to do it better, and uh, we're gonna have more coming. 
That's awesome. I, and I like the simplicity. Like, it's very South Parky simplistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, but anyway. That's great. Yeah, oh, thank you very that, much. Like, I was not expecting that. Do you... Uh, so when were you here? And uh, uh, this morning, about ten o'clock. Really? Something like that? Uh, no, it would have been nine forty-five. Okay, because yeah. I had a like I was on a I had a phone conference uh, meeting today for forty-five minutes, but I don't think it started till. I mean, I was I was in my office. I can't believe I didn't see you unless you are like a phantom. Uh, well, there, there was a red vehicle in your parking lot, and I kind of. Backed into your driveway alongside it. That was it. you. That was you. Because I'm like, oh, great. Who's here? Okay, okay. Now the whole <laughs> thing comes together. Because I'm like, oh, shit. Who's here now? I'm like, I'm on the phone. And Joni's dealing with someone out there. I'm like, what's going on? And But I did not see you get out of it. Because her vehicle was blocking Yeah, you. I, I walked so around I this. I didn't see you. And I'm like, oh. There, there. Then whenever, when you left, I'm like, yep, go. Get. Bye. <laughs> I was, I was being shooed away by your phantom, like your phantom pooper. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Well, I very much remember that. Um, and what's funny is I, like, that truck looked familiar, but I figured like, ah, there's so much going on here in this development that I'm like, it's probably something that doesn't know where they're doing, where they're going or what they're doing and where, what, where am I? And there's so much construction going on around you right now that, and it looks like a construction truck. Uh-huh. So. Uh, you got me there. That was, yeah, I was literally watching you pull it back in. I'm like, oh, for Christ's sakes, like, I don't have time to go out there and deal with this. And then, like, yep, there he goes. <laughs> what if I, mean, I, I just... actually think that I mumbled to myself because I was on the phone. I'm like, bye. <laughs> and I was leaving you a present that yeah, wasn't feces. Present, yeah, what so if it's... I had, what if I had rolled over to the side right in front of your office window, dropped trowel and just, just, just squatted right there? Just nice, big, healthy, healthy deuce right, right in front of me. <laughs> and there's uh, now, by the way, the uh, the outhouse has moved from the one side of my driveway. Now it's on the other side of the driveway because there's a new house going on on the other side. So now I, instead of looking at it from the my uh, left uh, point of view, now I get to look at my right point of view. I'm like, oh, there's another shitter right over there. <laughs> right, right there it is. I mean, it's it's you're almost full up, though. In a couple of months when that house is done, then your little cul-de-sac is going to be done with construction. At Pretty least much. it'll be down the road. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, fun that was, that was yeah, funny. Fun, fun I, times with outhouses. I just want, I've been thinking about this for six months. It's like, I just want to, I just want to drop it off and I don't want him to see me and I don't want to tell him. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, especially be, now any other day, if it wouldn't have been busy here, I would have probably figured out what was going on, especially if I could have seen you. But the fact that there was so much going on that, uh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah. anyway. Oh. Yep, I got I got myself one too. Well, I ordered I ordered an XL and it's it's just been a process. I ordered a XL and a medium and we got a large and a medium. Oh. And mine is I think mine is crooked. <laughs> mine looks yeah. good. Mine mine is crooked, I guess. But I I I was so grateful. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm gonna... I've been trying to get this done for like 2 years. And it's always so expensive online, and I, I just, <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to wear this around where I live now, and we're getting to know our neighbors, so I, I know they're going to ask, like, what, what is that? 
And then I'll say it's a podcast that I'm on, and then they'll want to, oh, where can I find it? And then they'll listen to it and be completely, completely <laughs> Never disgusted. talk to you again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what you do is you tell them that it's a podcast you're a fan of. Don't tell them you're on it. Ah, and then see if they've, you know, like, do they like me enough to go give it a try? And it's like, oh, that's Eugene on there. <laughs> uh, all right. We've spent plenty of time filleting ourselves, I think. Yeah. Um, one day, dear listeners, we will have t-shirts for sale. That's my goal, but uh, uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. we got lots of things to do, and yep. I, it's on the burner. Um. How are you otherwise? Good. I've uh, had a good day. There was a lot going on, and it's busy, busy, busy. And we're my my wife and I. Our fifteen year an- uh, wedding anniversary is coming up, so I mean, I, it's we're going taking a little trip up to Cleveland. But man, it's like uh, it's there's just so much going on. But and we were just on vacation, so it feels kind of weird going on another one. But it's like, yeah, it's a fifteen year, so it's like well, we're going to get away for a few days next week, and just. No kids and a low key chill out vacation. Nice. So well, uh, you can always have a fun time in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That's for damn yeah, sure. Actually, we're going up to G- Geneva on the lake, and we're going to go. I guess there's some wineries up there, so we're going to take some wine tours, and then we'll then the last day we're going to head to Cleveland, spend the night in Cleveland. But I love I love Cleveland, and we're going to go hit a couple museums. And I checked, and there's like there's nothing on as far as plays go. That like there's actually a uh, the woman in black is playing uh, up there in Cleveland at Playhouse Square, but that's not my wife material. She ha- would have no interest in that. That's the only thing up there that would be interesting to me. And there, she even checked. She's like, "There's nothing on up there." So we might go watch a movie or something. That new Jack Black movie. We might go check that out. Or uh, if I, she'd be interested, which she's not. I would definitely say Fahrenheit eleven nine, but she's not gonna want to watch that on a fifteen year wedding anniversary. So yeah, and I don't really blame her either because from what I've heard it doesn't matter if you're left or right you're going to leave that mo- it's, I've heard it's fairly balanced for him and that you know it's politics so you're going to leave angry no matter what you're going to leave exactly I'm happy really fun angry. time so it'll pro- honestly I, I'm going to watch it I'd like to support it in theaters um, but it'll be a, by myself so that I'm angry by myself when I leave the theater <laughs> <laughs> yep actually that's almost every single time that I go to the theater so it doesn't really change anything yeah, but you'll probably be there with a bunch of like-minded folk, and then you'll all be leaving ah. angry together. Yeah, that kind of works. <laughs> we'll see. It does look interesting, though. Yeah, it does. I was actually going to say, I, I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to use my... I've got a free ticket to Predator, The Predator, and I, I literally, right now, I can't find time to go watch it. Like, I, I was actually considering today, but I'm like, well, we're taping, and this podcast is more important to me than watching The Predator that's getting just awful shit reviews. Yep. So, uh, that that freebie ticket might go the way of the dinosaur. <laughs> oh, well, you'll have that. Yeah. Oh, how are you? Uh, yeah, good. Um, me and my three hours of sleep are great. Other than that, uh, yeah. uh fantastic. Another. Yeah, I'm going on. Uh, yeah, I, you're you're in good company. I'm going on no sleep. Just miserable. I just I went to bed. My wife pulled me off the couch too early last night, and I was like, I'll be good. I'm exhausted. Went to bed at like 1230. <laughs> no, no good. Been up since about four. Just oh. T- I, I bet I haven't, I didn't put 15 minutes together between four o'clock and now. Just toss and turn and weird dreams and nope. 
Not tonight, and the kids have two-hour delay tomorrow, so I'm going to stay up tonight, because oh. what's, what's the point? I get, I can't get the kids to school till like, 11, so then I gotta go try and do all my work and be back by 3. I, I don't even know how that's gonna work. Yeah, uh, oof. Nothing about that sounds remotely fun at all. Yeah, wow, huh. huh. <laughs> Eric might be off tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so I'm gonna probably stay up late tonight and late fall asleep at the same time on the couch that I normally do. But then when I wake up, I'll have another drink and go back to sleep. There you go. There you go. And yeah, watch and I... some shitty movie on Pluto TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know, last night I was in, uh, uh, we always start our show with us being in foul moods. And I was last night for some, I was eh, just in a set foul mood and like just watch nothing but South Park all evening. And it worked. But then when I hit stop and I'm like, oh, I'm angry again. <laughs> uh, we, we're on uh, BoJack season five is out. So we're on that right now. And it's oh cool. It's good. That 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 episode I watched last night, about halfway through, I was like, this is uh, they're going to do this the entire episode. And uh, this this show is going to win an Emmy because of it. It was, I couldn't believe it. I just loved it. It was Bojack's eulogy that he gave at his mom's funeral. I was like, this is just amazing. So, yeah, that, the last two seasons have been better than that. What was it? The third season, we didn't really, it really slowed down or whatever. That's but the season that I completely lost. I, I haven't watched it since then. I'm like, Nyeh. It's been better since, this is a good season. Wow. I've quite enjoyed it. So far, anyway, but it's not done. Okay, uh, bitch sesh opening over. Are you ready okay. to move on to the show? Let's do it. Let's go to the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And this episode on the roulette, it is Battle Drone up against the Debt Collector, and you're up first, sir. Okay, the Debt Collector. Uh, Scott Atkins is a, uh, British guy that's martial arts and, uh, in the, he was a military guy too, I think, and he's got, uh, mob is after him and so he, he can't do his job anymore as a martial arts trainer, so he goes and becomes a debt collector with, um, uh, you know, another guy named uh, Louis Mandalore, uh, which he has been in a lot of stuff. Um, he was in my big fat-ass Greek wedding. What else has he been in? Uh, uh, he's been in a ton of stuff, and I remember him from, from better times. But uh, they crack wise and make waka-waka jokes, and then they beat up. Deadbeats and scumbags and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, it's, oh, it was serviceable for the first half. And then they try to get more serious because, uh, Tony Todd's in it and he's, it, they try to get way too serious towards the end to where the guy that, uh, Scott Atkins is going after, he's actually a good guy. He's got a daughter and, and Tony Todd's, Bitchy wife is screwing him. Ah, stupid. They sacrifice themselves for her. Spoiler, they sacrifice themselves for the guy and the little girl. And then she's eating a steak at the end. And dead. Syrupy. Ah. 
No, I hated this movie. I mean, well, I say I hated this movie. Like, I've seen way worse on the roulette. You hated but this I, compared I, to things you normally watch. Not, But as far as roulette goes, I'm guessing middle of the pack. No, middle, yeah. Yeah, this is middle of the pack for roulette. I think I gave it one, maybe one and a half stars. I did not like it. But I'm like, ah, for roulette, it's, it's not like gouging my eyes out with like a hot poker. It's not that bad. It's not like Patchwork bad. You remember, remember when I reviewed Patchwork? I just listened to one of our old episodes where I reviewed Patchwork. And, <laughs> oh, and I'm like, oh, that is required viewing in hell. <laughs> oh, but it's not that bad. It's But it's just forgettable Netflix. Like Scott Atkins, you're better than this. And you are, he is better than that. Like Anyway, okay. It was not good. Back to you. <laughs> okay. Battle Drone. Uh, Expendables meets the A-Team in this full-throttle action film where a group of skilled mercenaries find themselves betrayed by the U.S. government and are forced to... Blah, 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 blah. What it should say is a bunch of sealess uh, actors are in a half-throttle action film where a group of pretend mercenaries find themselves betrayed by the film company and the director that force them to listen to their director's friend's band. Um, yeah, it was okay. It was alright. I mean, look, it's a direct-to-video action movie and it's science fiction on top of that. So, like, basically, they this group of mercenaries gets hired by the government to go do something, I don't know, and then they plop them down in this abandoned factory or town or whatever, and then their Terminator robots come out that they want to test uh, and fight them. And then as they learn to fight the Terminator robots, they send more Terminator robots. And the CGI is all really damn good. And the action is cool. The Russian guy from Predators is in here. Being oh, nice. The, I like him. Being the exact same. That That's the level of, of actors like okay. across the board in here. That's what you got. So Scott Atkins could have easily slid his way into this one, too. That would have bumped it up a full letter grade if okay. he had been in here. Uh, it's a whole lot of who's that. Um, but, uh... <laughs> we have watched uh, far too many movies where Michael, that's... Michael Perry is your big draw here. And he's basically a suit that sends more Terminators in a weekend's worth of work. And is he room, one of those where, you know? like, he's behind the desk and he's, like, he probably showed up for a day's worth of shooting, or is he... Yeah, uh, maybe a weekend, but, yep. it, yeah. Uh, it's fine. It really is fine. Other than the... I, mean, I enjoyed it well enough, just for being a dumb throwaway action movie. Was, again, the Terminator stuff was all c- cool, and... But then, it was so funny, because it, it was, like, three or four times that all of a sudden there would just be a, a song. And it was like, this is three or four songs that were about the equivalent... You know what they reminded me of? The Enterprise theme song. Well, that's kind of cool. No. No, they're awful. But <laughs> but they're, you know, slow-tempoed, and and I'm singing about something, and people <laughs> are doing things. And you're just like, this so does not fit. This has got to be... He knows, the director knows the guys in the band or something, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, I was, read you. Okay. And then at the end, when they, they, oh, it was so funny at the end, in the third act, you know, after, in an action movie, after the big action thing at the end, they have that recovery time where they're like, whew, pulling each other up, and we did it. 
we survived and you know we're we're gonna we're gonna get out of here and they start playing the song and we did things and we're here <laughs> and we're going away and as they you know they walk to the sunset and then it fades out and then you have the post scene thing where it's like yep whew, we made it out of there we recovered and we chat a little bit fade to black and the credits start and they start the same song over again Oof. And we went there, and we did things, and da, 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 da. like I, it was so bad that I was laughing. Like normally we get mad at that, I, I was laughing my ass off. It was awful and funny. Uh, so there you go, Battle Drone. I should you watch it? I if you've got a really bad head cold or fever or some shit and you can't sleep, and it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and you want something that you can look at, but you still know you're going to fall asleep, Battle Drone. Perfect. <laughs> I read you loud and clear on that one. <laughs> you wake up in a fever dream, and uh, it, it, there's robots everywhere. The CGI stuff was really well done, though. I mean, not okay. like Terminator-level well done, but like, for this, I was like impressed. Okay. There you go. Okay, oh. next round. Okay, heading your way first up is a movie called Bleach. Looks really cool. Action-adventure fantasy from Shinsuke Sato, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, uh, Ichigo Kurosaki is a high school student living in Karakura Town. He is able to see ghosts as well as hollows. Later, he meets up with someone else that I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep pronouncing these names. A death yeah. god or soul reaper. Um, Later, he finds out that, well, that shit, that's a spoiler. Uh, it ghosty Asian stuff that looks cool. There you go, Bleach. <laughs> it's uh, based on an anime. I'm very familiar with it. Okay. Uh, next up is Stephanie. Um, an hour and 26 minutes. Drama, fantasy, horror. Uh, after a mysterious global crisis, a young girl is left alone to hide from a malevolent power that stalks her home. Her parents eventually return, and the struggle begins to save their daughter. Um, I didn't watch the trailer for this one, but it sounded okay. Uh, <laughs> and last but not... I know not, that smile, and it says otherwise. <laughs> last but not least, The Angel. This is an hour and 54 minutes, but it is a Netflix original. True story of... Ashraf Marwan, who was President Nasser's son-in-law and special advisor and confidant to his uh, successor, uh, Anwar Sadat, while simultaneously Israel Intelligence's most uh, precious asset of the 20th century, based on the New York Times bestselling book, The Angel, the Egyptian Spy Who Saved Israel. That, uh, I would guess that's probably going to be pretty good. It's a bit long, but I, I'm guessing that's probably a fairly well-made movie. There you go. All right, coming your way. The Endless. As kids, they escaped a UFO death cult. Now, two adult brothers seek answers after an old videotape surfaces and brings them back to where they began. As above, so below. You haven't seen this one? Um, you know, after... Because I know what I'm going to pick. Um, but... So I just clicked thumbs up on the Facebook, but I'm like, wait a minute. Did I, I think I did see that, which I remember nothing of it. I'm not going to pick it, but go ahead and throw it my way. <laughs> a beautiful Tomb Raider and her crew hunt for treasure in the catacombs of Paris and find themselves in a hellish underworld. 
And this trailer was pretty tight, but yeah, I I'm, I kind of feel like you watched it and you were kind of meh on it. Yeah, it's been years, though, since I have. If I, uh, Anyway. It, I haven't watched any of these trailers because I picked one off the other list, and I, whenever I do that, I'm not doing trailer research. Just a heads up. Uh, nudist Colony of the Dead on Amazon. Oh. Zombie nudists attack campers five years after the closure of the sunny buttocks nudist colony in various musical numbers. This is a musical. Is it from Troma? I don't know, but it sure sounds Troma-esque. Nudist? Let's see I don't here. know, I just... Nudist. It's a musical, it was Colony on that list. Dead. 1991. Like, you know what? To hell with him, he put it on the list, so... Yeah, let's... Forrest Ackerman stars in it, Mark Pirro wrote and directed it, so... What else has he done? Oh, Rage of Innocence, The God Complex, Polish Vampire, and Burbank. Duh. Hmm. That sounds interesting. Uh, <laughs> I'm not taking any blame for this one. Oh, budget, $2,500. <laughs> <laughs> In 1991, oh. you enjoy that. Oh, boy. Hmm. Okay, um, I'm going to definitely pick The Endless. Uh, but Nudist Colony of the Dead is chomping at its heels there because, I mean, comedy, horror, musical, 1991, and $2,500 budget all sell me on that. But The Endless gets it this time. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I really like the synopsis for that movie, but I did not watch a trailer, so I don't know. Uh, okay, there you go. Uh, oh, I guess I should pick a movie, huh? Yeah, Bleach. Clearly it's gonna be Bleach for me. I figured. Uh, I have been talking to our friend Anthony, because he's the big anime guy. He actually, like, I, he was my roommate for like five years. And so I watched a lot of, I came to a lot of anime because of him, and one of the things we watched a ton of was Bleach. And, uh, they just put this movie out. I was super excited about it. I've been texting him about it in the last week or so. He got around to watching it and he gave it a thumbs up. And he's not very forgiving on the live action, uh, adaptations. Nor should he be, because most of the time they blow. Yeah. Uh, he did not like, like, they recently just did a Full Metal Alchemist one, which I still want to push play on. He did not like that one. I still am like, ah, it's live action though. I gotta see what it looks like. And with Bleach, we both liked that one, uh, that show quite a bit, so. Uh, when he said, he gave it kind of a passing thumbs up. He said it's not as bad as Full Metal, but it's, it was better. So, okay. I am looking forward to watching it. Well, I sure hope that these movies are better than our last few roulettes, or at least my last few roulettes, because, I, honestly, this, with this Battle Drone dude, I was like, I'm fine, this is fine, it's all fine, I don't even, like, it's, it's kind of a piece of shit, and I don't care, I was entertained. It was kind of bloody here and there, and I was like, I'm good, I'm good. At least it was something uplifting compared to the last thing that I watched. And, and, and for the record, even my movie, while I didn't I didn't like it, it was harmless. It, it I wasn't really bored. It was just, it could have been better. And Scott Atkins, for some reason, is just, he's not very good at comedy. Um, eh, just, nope. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Okay, there you go. Next episode, it will be Bleach versus The Endless. And the next episode will be our first week of the October Horrorthon, because we are taking next week off. Yes. We gotta take a break before the giant horror fisting cram fest oh, begins. Oh, yeah. Just cramming that oh. horror right in there. Oh. Eugene's like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is 365 for me, so... <laughs> yes, it is, but uh, yeah, we're gonna insert... Lots and lots of horror movies into our orifices. <laughs> For better or worse. For better or worse, yep. <laughs> uh, okay. 
And with that, let's move on to another exciting round of Theater Ticket Lottery. Uh, this is the game we play where we grab our bags and boxes of ticket stubs that we've collected over pretty much our entire lives. Uh, I would say probably since we've been able to drive, because I don't remember collecting any stubs from when my parents were the ones driving me to the theater and buying the tickets. It was after I started driving my own ass to the theater where it's like I kept all of those. So we dig around in here, we try and guess the genre the other person's going to pull out, and we make a dumb little game of it and say lots and lots of things like insert and pull out like we just did. Um, you have the pull position, sir, so you get to pick whatever you want to do. Do you want to select a genre for me to pull, or do you want... Uh, yeah, I'll select I'll select a genre for you, and we're, we're going to start out, uh, because I lost the last time, I want to try and... Trying to regain some uh, some cred here, so let's just go straight up action. Those are usually fairly safe bets. Action, okay. Here we go. Uh, no. Wow, I do not remember seeing this in the theater. Movies Ten Belden next Friday. Oh, that's the Ice Cube movie. Yeah, right? I, right? That's a, the sequel to Friday? Or one of the sequels to Friday? Wow, you saw that in the theater. I mean, I have a ticket stub that says so, but darned if I could tell you anything about yeah. it. Could that have been the the, uh, the weed days, possibly? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it had to be. Meh, I guess. I have no story to tell you. Probably okay. because I smoked it away. Yep. <laughs> uh, a thousand years ago. Um, I'm going to go... I, I like that. I'm going to go action as well. Okay. And the winner is... I don't even know what this movie is. Bad Company. From 2002. That is an action film. Newtown Cinema. Chris Rock and... Chris uh, Rock? What? That is a... Yep. Uh, if that's the movie I'm thinking of, I Bad like. Com- I actually kind of like that movie. Bad. Anthony Hopkins. Yep. What? I have no recollection of that movie at all. Joel Schumacher directed it. Yep. Peter Stormare. Didn't I actually wow. make you rewatch this a couple of years ago? Mm. No. Eh, nope. I know. Yeah, I, I know. I've reviewed it on the show because I actually kind of like this movie, mostly because Chris Rock is so damn funny. I, I mean, Newtown. Mall, wow, that's a. <clears throat> okay, well, you've won to nothing. <laughs> okay. okay. Um. Oh, I already have a. I got a bad feeling about this. Uh, let's go with uh, science fiction. Wow, dude, you're 0 for 2. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that you actually have got me on two comedies. Uh, the Big Year. Oh, man. It's like the one genre I will, I, I almost never pick because you never... You I, heard. I never go, but it, it it's our buddy. It's Greg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two to nothing. Was it uh, good? I still have not seen that movie. No, that's one to nothing. Mm. You still haven't watched it? Oh, it's, it's entertaining because I've read the book, and I, it's my friend. It's based on his life, so, you know, Jack Black plays him, and I was entertained for yeah. uh, with it because of that, but would I like this movie otherwise? I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm far too biased with that movie. Yeah. 
Okay, um, I'm just going to keep it rolling. Why don't you pull me a sci-fi? Okay. Congo. Uh, I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a ruling on that one. Yeah, because that's gonna... got sci-fi elements. Congo from 1995, action adventure mystery. That's what IMDb is telling me. Ah, oh, what a pack of lies. Yeah, I mean, they, it's got laser weapons and and talking monkeys and, and bad CGI volcanoes. And oh, it's Bruce, a... Bruce Campbell and bad movie altogether. Yeah. Wasn't Bruce Campbell in that for a little bit or something? I kind of remember he did a cameo or something. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not seeing anything here. Tim Curry, Ernie Hudson. Joe Don Baker. <laughs> I rewatched that movie a little while ago. It was on Netflix or something. Ooh, yeah, it's bad. That was stinky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No point for me on that one. Last round. Here's your chance to tie. Ah, shit. Um, I'm going to keep rolling with science fiction. Man, there's not a lot. I mean, I go see all the science fiction, but they don't put out a lot, you know? Okay, here we go. There's... And the winner is... We're probably going to need a ruling on this one. The Incredible Hulk. That, uh... Oh, this is Ed Norton one? I'm guessing, yes. Incredible Hulk is action-adventure sci-fi. There you go. He's on the board. Woohoo! Good movie. What the hell am I going to do to tie? I, part of me says stay with sci-fi, but you failed me on that one. I'm horror. I want a horror movie, damn it. All right. Come on, horror man. And the winner is... Ooh, swing and a miss. Kingpin. I almost went comedy. Damn it! Oh, the Farley Brothers. I, I could make the argument that's not comedy and it's actually horror, but uh, I don't do that. <laughs> oh, you didn't like the Amish bowling movie with with Bill Murray and lots of poopy jokes and nope. <laughs> yeah, lots of jokes. Well, we're at a tie. We can't have a tie. We've never tied before, have we? I don't think so. Or do we both just go out as winners or do... <laughs> nah. Next round. What do okay. you want? Um, let's go... Let's go... Uh, I'm going to go back to action. Picked two genres tonight. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, those are... I'm trying to stay safe. <laughs> I'm, I'm, more, I'm, uh, I'm wearing a condom this time. I'm just... <laughs> we're going to need a ruling on this one, and we're going to have to do research as well. It was 1101. I don't know if that's... November the 1st or November of 01 and all it says is Texas Chain so Texas Chainsaw something Cinemark Movies 10 375 that's probably a Margarita Movie Monday uh, that's uh, got it so that's that's the um, remake maybe yeah yeah that's straight up horror right there good movie too that was a double header, if I remember correctly. Wasn't that Texas Chainsaw? And uh, we also saw Kill Bill. Oh, I have no, I'd have no idea. Three seventy five for a matinee, so you knew it was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm sticking with horror. Son of a bitch! Wait, unless I already had this one. Because <laughs> you know I don't. Uh, <laughs> 
oh, we might have a winner here. I've got Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is very much a horror movie. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, so that's all you. All right. Which I did watch that with you in the theater, and I love that movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sh- I don't remember uh, where we saw it or when or whatever, but I do remember us being like, holy shit, this movie yeah. is crazy. Maslin, September 20th, 2005. That was a great movie, and it holds up. 13 years ago. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Wow. All right. I got like two wins ever under my belt now. Back to back. 2018's my year. One of these days I'm going to go through all the old episodes and and give us a grand total for the theater ticket lottery wins. Yeah, that that would be cool. That way we have a running tab and, uh, yeah, anyway. I'm just looking through my, because I keep a, a, like, a list on my computer here and I'm just like, the first one ever was Crow City of Angels. That was the first one that I, that was the first ticket that I pulled out of my bag. I mean, you're putting them aside now though, right? Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to take forever. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Ooh, whoops, there's Congo way up there. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Start uh, keeping him. Just, I just, look, I just, I just have an envelope, and I just put him in there. This yeah, is all of our lotteries. It's one little tiny envelope. It's nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah, Congo was a long time ago, but I did pull Congo out of that list. Oh, well. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I uh, see. It's it's now we're so far along on this. Like I'm not gonna. I'm no, not gonna well, you it. can't. No, no, you can't dig through and find the old ones. I'm just saying, keep them out from here forward, because eventually you're gonna have more of the bag with tickets you've already pulled. Yeah, yeah. He says yeah in that tone that I know. <laughs> that's that's a Jeff Stutzman. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, which is we know. Jeff Stutzman, maybe. Hey, yeah. we should get together. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's a flat out no. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> you ready for recently watched? Let's do it. All right, you're up first, sir. Go do a, do a couple. I gotta make some notes here. Okay. Um, let's start with um. You know what? Let's start with Mandy. I watched Mandy. That's the latest movie uh, from. The director of, um, I want to get this. Beyond uh, the Black Rainbow? Yes, by Panos Cosmatos. Uh, hopefully I didn't butcher his name. This is, uh, starring Nicolas Cage and it is two hours of complete acid trip insanity. And the reviews are, uh, justifiably, uh, almost universally positive on the movie. This is very, uh, a very unique uh, way of filming. The storyline itself is not anything groundbreaking because it's basically just, it's a revenge movie, a culty revenge movie. But what, what makes the movie work so well and, and so effectively is the, the way it's shot. Uh, I, part of me says this movie should have been shorter, but the first hour build up, which is, it is literally like, it is very, 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 very trippy to the point where I'm like, let's go, but I'm still really intrigued by what I'm seeing on screen. It's so bizarro and like I'm watching a very bad acid trip, bad dream, something. And then well, when shit gets real, it gets really real in a very not real sort of way. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it's Nicolas Cage is at his absolute craziest. 
uh, but in a good Nick Cage way. There's a scene uh, with Nick Cage having a kind of a meltdown in his bathroom, and it is, it's so good, and it's like crazy Nick Cage, but it's good crazy Nick Cage. So I'm like, now that's good acting right there. He's acting his ass off in this scene, and it works so good. Uh, I can't wait to watch the movie again. It is straight up horror. Uh, definitely one that you should check. Uh, you should check this one out in October. Um, I don't want to give it huge, 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 huge props to you because you might you might be a bit bored uh, for the first meandering hour, but it sets itself up so well for that crazy last hour. Man, that thing gets nuts. Um, but it's art house horror done right. And, uh, I, I like it when I can, I like Nick Cage, even though he stars in so much crap. I do like Nick Cage. And when I see him in something like this that really works and plays to his, plays to his strengths, uh, it makes me happy. Yeah, he can oh. act his ass off when he wants to, or when he yeah. has a script that is worthy of it. Other times, yeah. he seems to just never say no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, did, and even in this, like, there's lots of, quiet, especially the first hour, lots of quiet, surreal moments of like just contemplation and thinking and laying around with his, with his hippie wife. The whole movie revolves around his hippie wife is abducted by this insane satanic cult. And then he gets revenge. Uh, I don't want to say anything else because saying anything else would, would spoil some of the fun. But uh, even the first hour where they're just, you know, they're just not doing much but sitting around watching TV and the camera angles and the lighting is weird. It still, even in those subtle moments, he's doing a really good job acting. Like, like that's a good actor with, you know, he's honed his craft, but good, good movie. Uh, it's on Vudu right now to rent or purchase. And I highly recommend listeners out there if you're into something very different and very weird and, uh, towards the end, very gory. Mandy is. Big thumbs up. Cool. <clears throat> Go ahead. Do another one. Okay. Uh, BMX Bandits. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. Shall we? Fucking movie. Um, 1983. Brian Trichard Smith, which I actually like him because uh, he did... Um, wait, was Drive Hard good? I don't think... I never saw it. I did. I think that was a roulette that was... Okay, but he's done a couple of good movies way back in the day. Um, oh, what, Turkey Shoot was cool. I really dug that one. Uh, you remember Turkey Shoot? I believe you borrowed that one. Turkey what? Turkey Shoot. Or, I'm this, it oh, goes yeah. By, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was that was a good movie. But uh, Siege on Firebase, Gloria was okay. Oh, anyway, Leprechaun 3, he also did that. So, ugh. Uh, this movie is, uh, I'm not going to spend too much time because you already reviewed it and it's, uh, it gets the same review as what you gave it. Uh, maybe if I would have watched this back when I was eight or nine years old, I would have thought it was cool, but it's not cool. It's stupid and BMX bikes and no, your synth music isn't, it's lame because your movie's lame and you do stunts and Nicole Kidman's frizzy hair and and then the oh, uh, stuntman puts on her helmet and rides away. Yes. Oh, and then the guys, I'm like, oh, did did Home Alone take their cue from this movie? Because the guys are straight up out of Home Alone where they're just bumbling idiots. And it's waka waka. Oh. I mean, it was an hour and 25-ish minutes. And it, oh, it went on. I'm like, oh, there's 
there's more BMX bike riding now. Oh, and now all sorts of kids are throwing a shrimp on the barbie and getting in on this bike ride chase thing, walkie-talkie thing, too, and awful. Terrible. But, but, I have the Blu-ray from Severin, and I collect Severin now, so it stays... What? No. Oh, I can't. It's Severin. I gotta keep it with the the rest of my Severin collection. Oh, but it's everything. It's like, I... I want to burn this thing, but I'm not going to. I'm going to hold on to it. Oh, I'm shocked. I don't feel bad for you at all because I reviewed this movie on the show and how much I hated it. And then you told me you bought it and I told you last episode or two that, oh, that's going to be for sale because it's a piece of shit. Uh, Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was. And I'm sure that there's probably, I'm sure that it has its fans because it's got that nostalgia factor going, but it just feels like a poor man's version of Goonies and even Goonies. I'm not a huge fan of that. So wow. Nope. <laughs> so one big thumbs up and one big thumbs down. Okay. Well, let's do a round of VHS. <clears throat> First up is excessive force. And you, to get the feel of this movie from what year is this? Uh, 1993. Uh, let's get that tagline there. There we go. You have the right to remain silent. Permanently. Yeah! A group of Chicago cops are involved in a raid from which $3 million disappears. The local mob go after them, and the body count starts to rise. The new chief of police makes it clear to the... Whatever. Um... Yeah, this movie's a thumbs up. As far as, like, 1990s action movies that are in that... In that sweet spot of John Woo-type action movies, where the gunshot... What do you call it? The squibs from the gunshots are g- gushes huge blood and everybody's double fisting weapons and that, you know, everybody starts off talking and then all hell breaks loose and everybody's just shooting at each other in a small warehouse somewhere. Um, and this Thomas Ian, Ian Griffith, I don't know how I know him, but I should know him. James Earl Jones, Lance Henriksen. I mean, this is just a bastion of 90s, early 90s action stuff. Um... Yeah, I liked this movie. I give it a thumbs up. It totally fits it right at home on my shelf. Uh, well, not, not much else to really say about it. They work in a love scene here and there, and uh, Tony Todd shows up, and... Uh, it, I mean, even though it was a little bit predictable, it's still like, I don't care. It's just scratching that 90s action itch. Um, next up is, from 1993, Extreme Justice. <laughs> 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 oh, that title's great. Extreme Justice. Uh, a rogue cop joins an elite LAPD unit who secretly operate as a vigilante death squad, but soon begins to question their methods. Starring Lou Diamond Phillips, Scott Glenn, yeah, Yafet Kodo, and a whole bunch of other 90s people. Uh, I also give this movie a thumbs up because it does kind of the same thing uh, where it just was that time of the 90s where everybody said fuck a lot and everybody got shot and they would just shoot everybody like no matter what and everybody just forgot about it and would get on with the rest of their day and nothing ever came of it, you know. Uh, (laughs) It's hard to explain, but there was some kind of line that was crossed in the maybe about the late 90s where all of a sudden they stopped doing action movies this way and they got serious and real and that's fine too but it's hard you can't really go back and capture that kind of magic you know maybe the raid 
would would fit that bill. But uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's yes, I do. Weird. Anyway, I enjoyed both these movies, and I bought them completely blind. I've never even heard of either one of them. Uh, and I enjoyed both. They will remain on the shelf. Unlike some other movies that are going to be reviewed soon. Back to you. Okay. Um, you know, let's just uh, keep rolling with the uh, that those action movies. Uh, I saw a movie on Amazon Prime that I'm like, oh, I remember that. I, I never got a chance to watch it uh, back in the day uh, when it popped up on VHS. Actually, when I was working at the VHS store, I remember we got this one in and it was just another one of those generic looking uh, action movies from the early 90s. Perfect Weapon. Have you heard or seen this movie? Heard of or seen this movie? Starring Jeff Speakman and makeup. I, I might have. Hold on a sec. I think the tagline is no gun, no knife, no equal. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. Uh, it looks great. I'd buy it in a second. Oh yeah, it's total VHS gold. I mean, it's it's not that good, but it's oh my god, oh my god. Hold on a second. We got to pause the show for one second. This is amazing. This is amazing. I bought this movie on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. No guy, no no gun, no knife, no equal. Yes. It's, it's been sitting on my pile. I haven't got around to watching it yet, but it's in my action pile. <laughs> yep. Just watched it this morning at 5 a.m. Oh, this is top of the stack, no matter what yep. you have to say about it. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, that's hilarious. It's totally serviceable, early 90s. A couple F-bombs and a couple, the, the, Jeff Speakman's, he's almost always shirtless, it seems, and Mako, who is the bald, Asian guy from Conan the Barbarian's in it, and it's it's cookie-cutter plot, cookie-cutter action, and 85 minutes, I'm like, huh, not bad. Not bad at all. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's great. I can't, th- I'm totally watching this tonight, probably, after the show. This is, that's, oh, let's read, let's read the, the soundbite review from the Hollywood Reporter here on the back. Speakman's sweep and kick combos are spectacular. The Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> yeah, he's. He, I started it last night. Actually, this was after South Park, and I was upstairs, and I'm like, oh, I'm not in a very good mood. I'm like, uh, let's start this. And uh, 15 minutes later, I was fast asleep. <laughs> I was fast asleep, and my <laughs> wife was watching this by herself. <laughs> she was like, "Hey, uh, Eugene, wake up! Can you please turn this off?" <laughs> he's got no shirt on again. Yep. <laughs> so finished it up this morning, but yep, that gets a. That gets a, it exists, and it's fun, and you should watch it. No gun, no knife, no shirt, no equal. No <laughs> equal. There you go. Next up is The Baby from 1973. And I'm not sure if I've ever reviewed this movie or not, but um, if I haven't, here we go. Because this movie is great. 1973, Ted Post directed it. Ted Post, he made a ton of movies. Um, and this one here, I'm not going to say a whole lot about what it's actually about because the true bizarreness of this movie comes in the last, the last third of the movie and the less you know, the better. But basically, uh, a social worker is, uh, investigating this, uh, this woman and her two daughters and 
full grown son that is in a diaper that lives in his, uh, crib. And it's, he's a full grown man that is a baby. And this movie is so weird. It's like, it's not really a horror movie, but it totally is with just how bizarre it is. And it's legit cool movie, especially that last third. Ooh, that movie gets, the whole thing is weird, and then they just dial up the weird to, like, 11 at the very end, and it was just gloriously wonderful. I loved it. And it's a PG movie, and okay. even though it's PG, it's still, it's so weird and icky, it's just because this, it's a full-grown man in a diaper, and ugh, something about it is off. It, totally off, in the, best, <laughs> in the best way possible. You don't say. You don't say. Yeah. But uh, I have that on Blu-ray, and uh, you should be watching this one. This one, and it does say it's horror thriller, so that's one that I would like you to watch in October. You won't forget this one. I don't. I, I don't know. It sounds like there's a lot of diaper shaming going on, no, and I don't know if I want to be a part of that. Oh, uh, just uh, he wants to breastfeed. Oh, <laughs> it's it's something, all right, man. What a great what what a great weird odd. Gross, low-budget, grindhouse something. Thumbs up. Okay, back to <laughs> back to you. Uh, okay, and I, I don't know why I watched this movie, because I think you gave it a thumbs down, but I was just like, everybody talked about this movie so much that year, I, I just, I have to check it off the list. And that is Spring Breakers. Uh, four college girls hold up a restaurant in order to fund their spring break vacation while partying, drinking, and... Taking drugs, they're arrested to be bailed out by a drug and arms dealer. Directed by Harmony Kareen, and didn't he do... Come on. And uh, kids, and... Mm -hmm. Or was involved in that, yep. <sighs> so he's generally a weird dude. Uh, starring James Franco, Selena Gomez, Vanessa Hudgens. A whole lot of naked chicks in this movie. And uh, Spring Break. That's what Spring Break is like. I'm kind of glad I never went on Spring Break. Um, I know that's a thing for people, but that looked not fun, really, to me. Uh, Guns and drugs and... No, yeah. not not that part of it, just the other side of it, the uh, the touristy side of it. Oh. It's just like, okay, that's weird, but uh, maybe that's just me. Um, I... This movie is a mixed bag. That's about the best I can come away with it. There's some interesting ideas in here and some interesting... Uh, concepts at play as far as, you know, finding yourself and being who you are and being who you want to be and yada yada. But maybe uh, there should be a little bit of limitation in it or at least some sort of hesitation somewhere at in the third act where they at least acknowledge that, yeah, a lot of people are fucking dead because you are who you are or, you know, you just kind of got lucky and that guy is who he is and he's dead and he's like in his 20s. So, like, there should have been some kind of message, but then I'm like, oh, oh, it's the guy who made Gummo. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's there's no message. It's just life is shit. And steal and do whatever you want, because, I don't know, um, some men just went to watch the world burn or something. So, a big yes. fat meh on that movie. I checked it off the list, though. It's, I'm sure that... Um, oh, that movie was filmed uh, very close to where I lived down in Florida, or at least parts of it were. I can see why, like, James Franco and Gomez and Hudgens and all these people would want to make this movie. I'm sure it was a total blast to play these roles and, and just 
yeah. be in a beautiful part of the country during the summertime and, you know, have tons of fun. I'm sure it was a blast of film, but it's like, I'm just watching it as a movie and I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not young and pretty and having fun, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> next up is a movie that I'm kind of pissed you didn't sell me more on, uh, Role Models from 2008. Just popped up on Netflix and I thought, you know what the hell, I like Sean William Scott and Paul Rudd and I'll well, give it a chance. This movie is awesome. Like, I was laughing my ass off throughout this whole movie and I freaking loved it. That, like, I, th- this belongs right on the shelf next to that other movie about LARPing. What, what is that movie called? The guy from Game of Thrones. Remember that comedy? Uh, the uh, Knights of Badassdom. There you go. Thank you. Put it right on the shelf next to that one. Uh, they're great. I, uh, I just was giggling like a frickin' idiot. And when that little kid bitch-slapped Sean William Scott, I almost just sprayed <laughs> my drink across the room. Because it was so... I was out of frame, and he just came back and snuck it in. Oh, my God. That was so frickin' <laughs> funny. Uh, but, yeah, this was... That movie was awesome! And I'll do one more quick one here and be done with my round. Uh, Last Action Hero. I caught this one on, I watched it in a couple of settings as it was on uh, Pluto TV over and over and over. And it's funny that I kind of watched it after watching Excessive Force and Extreme Justice, because this movie was made to parody those kinds of movies. And the jokes they were making about the things you can and can't do in an action movie versus real life were every, they were twice as funny after watching those 90s movies. So it, it was, it still has some pretty funny stuff in it. Last Action Hero and a couple of good action bits, but it's kind of a shitty movie. Let's face it at the end of really? the day. Really? Just... Yeah, it's not great. I mean, there's some things in it that I just don't like. Like they're killing the kid in, in, as a, in the beginning. And I, I didn't like that. I like the silly action stuff when he's in movie land. That stuff was all fun and lighthearted, but, and making fun of the action genre. That's funny, but. When it got real, it was, like, not so funny anymore. And it was like, now you're trying to be serious after there was literally a cartoon cat as a character in the movie. Um, ha, huh? it doesn't really work for me. Uh, yeah, watch it after you've watched a bunch of shitty 90s action movies. Then it works better. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, um, Slumber Party Massacre Part 2. Uh, was in the mood for, uh... 50s rocker dressed up in leather and a big guitar drill thing, and so that would be Slumber Party Massacre Part Two. And that's um, a very specific thing to be in the mood for. Yeah, I was uh, I was in the mood for a Slumber Party Massacre uh, that one night a couple days ago, whatever. And I'm like, yep, it's time to pull out Part Two. Uh, and I, it's one of those where every time I watch them, I'm like, yep, I like that a little bit more and a little bit more. And I gave it four stars this time. <laughs> Uh, that's more than a little bit more. That's a lot. Oh, it's more, gr- it? it's it's great. It's great. Um, the killer is so hilariously awesome and lame, all rolled into one leather-clad Elvisy dude, and he has a singing montage towards the end where he's fake playing guitar and going, "Let's buzz, let's buzz." I'm like, "Yes, let's." Um, and, and but <laughs> what what makes the movie even better is that it's an all girl rock band that is at this house uh, in California where there doesn't seem to be anybody else that lives around this one house in the city, 
And so it's like they can't escape the house even though they do escape the house like they are outside running around, but yet somehow they... we got to go back to the house now! Okay. Um, but the girl... What's great is that not only does he get a song, but the girls get several songs, and their songs are... I, I want those songs on my iPhone so that I can play them in my car, because they're so annoyingly great. Uh, <laughs> and all I can... I can't... All I remember is the one... Is the... the the one line from one of the songs that they sing over and over and over, and it's because oh, what I want more is a pie in the sky. But I want more is a pie in the sky, and it sounds I sound pretty close to exactly how they sound in the movie, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I want a pie in the sky too. Uh, <laughs> they could have done soundtrack work for the Battle Drone. No, oh, there you go, perfect. It would have been great. I would have probably watched that movie then. Um, but uh, this is the one where the the girl keeps complaining about her zits, and then um, and then in one scene she's got like her half her face is a big pimple, then it explodes, and like all of this pus just explodes all over the room, and it is gloriously awesome. Uh, it's kind. This is kind of a Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff, kind of sort of. Uh, so it, none of it none of it really makes sense, which is another reason why I like it because I'm like, what's going on? Like it's, it's this is just random. Bad actors in a house singing, and then this tight pants leather dude shows up and sings, and it's wha- it's just wacky awesome. I loved it. I re- and there was this one line in the movie where one of the, of course it's a slumber party massacre movie, so there's always a slumber party strip scene in in these movies, and so in this one here, like they're drinking, and the one girl goes, "I'm all wet." I'm like. Yeah, yes you are. <laughs> and they're like, so am I. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> ew. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> I, I just thought that was so, I, like, I remember, I'm like, what? I'm all wet. <laughs> like, oh, right. yes you are. Uh, anyway, good good movie. Great movie, actually. I really like Slumber Party Massacre Part 2. I don't think I've seen any of them, and you've talked Dude, them up. Oh, add so to the good. list. Uh, add to the list. Now, my list has got 700 movies on it that I'm going to watch in October. If you don't, if you're not humming some of these kick-ass tunes by the time that movie's done, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I'm just normal. But yeah, whatever. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, that's Slumber Party Massacre Part Two. Um, uh, let's get. Okay. So I don't know if I've ever uh, discussed the Beyond. That's the roulette that you had a couple weeks ago. Have we talked about that since I watched it? No. I think we did, or didn't we? Hold on, let me look. What I want more is a pie in the sky. No, because uh, I reviewed the Beyond on the show, and then we had Steven on, and now we're here. So, okay. And you didn't talk, talk about it last week. Okay, so the Beyond. So, on your review, I watched it, and I am echoing pretty much everything that you you said. I really dug the storyline. I dug the acting um, the very good use of CGI for a fairly obvious low budget, which it still didn't, wasn't a detriment to the movie. The positive uplifting ending, eh, that's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see what that director can do with a nice size budget because that one is not a big budget movie. At least it didn't, didn't feel like it, but it never was like, oh, this is low budget, forgetful, forgettable junk. It's, this was well made for a low budget movie. Uh, go watch the trailer for the next one that he has coming up. It's coming out soon. I think it, I don't know if it's going to Amazon or something, but I think it's coming out on streaming soon. It looks 
It looks like it has a bigger budget, but it also is more like it's only got a couple of characters in a confined space, so he might be able to spread his budget around even no. more. You this is pretty ambitious. Yeah. First, his first movie, or at least full length. It was good. Man, I, I, I mean, especially for a roulette, um, you liked it enough to where I'm like, I should check that one out. And I'm like, yep, that would have, that would have been definite top 10 of the year roulette for me. Oh, yeah. I, I, again, we, we always say this, but I forget everything that we watch. And at the end of the year, I have to usually Google half the movies to be like, what the hell was that? Um, but, uh, just, yeah, vague memory. I'd say this is easily top 10 roulettes of the year. Yep. That was, that was a, Pretty good movie. Well, it was better than pretty good. It was a good movie. I really liked it. Cool. All right. Back to you. Okay. Uh, 10 from 1979. Have you ever watched this movie starring Bo Derek? I have not, but I know. Is that the one, like, the cover is she's running in a tan bathing suit or something? Yep, and that's the reason I dropped a dime on this movie, is because I've never seen it, and everybody always talked about it back in the day. Oh, Bo Derek, 10, that movie, oh my god, you know, it's so sexy, and it's so sexual, and sexy. And this is a comedy movie directed by Blake Edwards, of Pink Panther fame. Hmm. So, right away I was like, what? I didn't know this was a comedy. Uh, <laughs> a Hollywood composer, played by Dudley Moore goes through a midlife crisis and becomes infatuated with a sexy, newly married woman. Uh, yeah, he just, uh, Dudley Moore is married to Julie Andrews, and he kind of has a mental break, and then he runs away to Mexico, and where he sees Bo Derek, or he saw Bo Derek somewhere else and then followed her to Mexico, real stalker and creepy, pervy, weird-like, and, uh, then saved her husband from drowning, and then she was so thankful that she's like, all right, let's fuck. Let's fucking fuck. Okay. And he's like, all right! And then he's like, ah, I'm not really, I thought you were into me, so I'm not really into it. I, I don't want just another one-night stand. I thought you were into me. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm a sexually free woman. Whatever. Do you want a phone or not? And he's, ah, nope. And then he leaves. I just saved you two hours and two minutes of your life. There you go. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. No, no. it's not. It's not. I own the VHS of it, though. But uh, I'm sure that this was very sexually risque in 1979, where they're openly talking about women's sexualities. But in 2018, that means dick. <laughs> that means nothing. It's, I mean, I can appreciate it being uh, what it was at the time, but... Nowadays, it's just like, man, this is antiquated man-think. Um, and by today's standards, it's just, what? All right. Ah, so there's that. Checked off the list. Um, yep. History of the World Part 1. Mel Brooks. Have you seen this movie? No, I have not. Oh, that's too bad. You need to check this one out. This is Mel Brooks, 1981, when... You could just, you can just be racist and sexist and people laugh at it because that's kind of what Mel Brooks does. Or did, I should say. But, you know, it, it, it's a Mel Brooks movie is about the best way to put it. It's kind of starts out being like a series of shorter films, like it's, as it's leapfrogging through history. But then it gets stuck in the Roman era and it just stays there for the rest of the movie. And I kept waiting for it to move on to the next thing. But I guess it's only part one, so... <laughs> and there is no part two. 
That's I think that's the funniest part of it might be the title. But there are a lot of great bits in here, and, and like Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles and Robin Hood Men in Tights and Spaceballs. I mean, it's Mel Brooks, and it's in Mel Brooks in his prime. So you abs- absolutely should check it out at some point. Uh, but it's not like a home run where, holy shit, you gotta see this. You, you gotta be in the right mood for that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, but it's definitely worth a watch. I enjoyed it, and it goes on my shelf with all my other Mel Brooks movies on the VHS shelf. So it's one that you'll probably watch again at some point? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. It, it wasn't bad. I just, uh, alright. You know, I, I wasn't howling with laughter, like, through the entire thing like I do with Spaceballs or Young yeah. Frankenstein or Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's do one more round, and then we're going to wrap this up. Okay, uh, next for me is I did a rewatch on The Invitation from 2015. This was a roulette that I gave uh, a thumbs up to, and um, I actually went and bought the Blu-ray. I found it uh, for a really good price, and so I picked up the Blu-ray, and I rewatched it, and I liked it much, much more the second time. Even knowing, have you, did you watch this one then? Which one are we talking about? I'm looking to see if you didn't just review this not too long. Is this the one where they go to the dinner party? Yeah. Man, I swear you just reviewed that, but I'm not seeing it. No, I, I mean, I, I hinted that I was going to watch it. Uh, uh, and, there you go. Yeah. Never but, mind uh, me. Uh, what, the issues that I had with this movie the first time were the, just the vapid characters, uh, and just, I uh, just, I am choosing my words carefully. I just didn't, the characters were annoying to me. Um, upon a rewatch, they're, they're from California, the hills of California, Hollywood, California, I think. Um, but it's like, yeah, they're playing a role and they actually do a very good job in the roles that they're playing, which is, it seems, I don't want to say rich spoiled, but they, they are a certain type of person and that's the roles that they are playing. And then when everything kind of, comes to the big reveal, it makes it, I guess, all the better. Um, like basically, kind of everybody goes through shit in their lives, regardless of who you are or where you're at. And some people deal with it certain ways, and then some people deal with it other ways. And it really worked much better the second time I watched it. I thought this was a really, really good movie. More of a thriller. In fact, I would probably... Um, I would probably consider if the next time I watch this, I would probably watch this with one with my wife because it's a very slow burn. It's not overtly, it's not really scary or anything. It's, but it just amps up the, the tension to, and then by the end, it's like, wow, this is really, really good. But that was, that is a big thumbs up for me. And it's one that you should check out. It's horror enough that it would count as a horror movie, I think, for you. I've watched it. Oh, you have watched it? Yeah. Oh, and your thoughts? Did you like it? I, Liked it well enough. I It wasn't the kind of thing that I could see myself really re-watching. Maybe once every... I mean, I'd have to go years till I forgot a lot of it, but uh, the ending was the best part of the movie. And unlike... I'm trying to think of another example where the, we love the ending so much that we forgive a lot of the movie. Uh, Prince of Darkness. Unlike Prince of Darkness, it doesn't have much going through most of the movie that makes me want to go back for a rewatch. It's just that amazing ending. But Prince of Darkness has things sprinkled along throughout the movie that will I'll go back and rewatch that yeah. movie. And and it has that crazy awesome ending on top of it. Yeah. Uh but uh, no, I mean I it was one that I was like, "Eh, it was okay, but I can't fault any of the filmmaking stuff. I think my biggest complaint with it was, yeah, the vapid characters, that's for sure. 
And also that, like, at a certain point in a dinner party, I don't give a shit who you are or how long I've known you when shit gets that fucking weird. I'm out. I'm gone. I don't, I mean, fuck you. I'm leaving. And they stay way past that line, in my opinion. But I I can't remember now. Were they classmates or best friends or how, how, what were they? They were all like really good friends from a couple years back. And then there was like the, the lead, the main couple, which they're now divorced, whatever their son was was killed and so they all have this dinner party and so there was a little bit of a guilt thing there yes yeah okay okay um but man that was that was good and i you know i like my culty my culty movies oh yeah that stuff was all cool yeah but uh it was good uh i liked it much better the second time um okay next up for me is oceans eight and i was i know that you watched this and so i was i wasn't sure if you were going to review this one but uh i'm going to go ahead and chime in here on oceans eight real quick uh, I thought that it was really good. I was, uh, my expectations were, uh, it's one that I'll watch with my wife and hopefully I'll like it. I thought it was really, really good. I thought that the acting was good. I liked the, the storyline. It was light, breezy, fun, uh, had some funny parts. I loved how everything came together and there was kind of towards the end, there was a couple twists on top of a couple twists or, or reveals on top of reveals. I'm like, ah, that's, that's cool. Um, I like the fact that it's an all-female all female cast now. Um, I, my only complaints would have been that I would have liked... Uh, well, spoiler here. I would have liked to see uh, more than just one character from the original... Or the, the last uh, incarnation of the Ocean's movies. Uh, are you talking about the old guy? Yeah, the old guy. Okay. He was, yeah. he was the only one that was the... You know. Yeah, I just had to think for a minute there. But otherwise, good movie. I thought it was good. You? I, I can't disagree with any of your positives. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie well enough. Um, I had a couple of things I wanted to see happen, and uh, a couple of expectations. Okay, let's go into full spoilers on this movie. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Ocean's 8, uh, skip ahead or whatever. But I... I surmised from the beginning that uh, Anne Hathaway was in on it, so that was no reveal to me. That didn't surprise me at all. No, oh, that um, caught me off guard. I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I expected that. Uh, I did not... I was expecting a George Clooney cameo, and they built that up throughout the movie mm-hmm. by... They kept bringing him up and bringing up his name to the point where it was... Okay, now if he's not going to be in this movie, it's going to be weird. And he wasn't in the movie, so that was weird. It would have been so much better if he had popped up at the end, dangling the necklace or some shit, or anything. I don't know, something. Just stopped in to say, hi, good job, sis. I don't know. It just, that, so now he's dead. That, right? He's dead now? I am assuming so, yeah. What a load of crap. I, I, I thought that was terrible. I didn't, I, that aspect of the movie I did not like. Because if, if you're not gonna have him show up as a cameo, you're not teasing it, then why do you keep bringing him up? Yeah, and you could have brought him up like one time, once, just as like, oh, okay, yeah. And if honestly, if he had been brought up once and that was it, I wouldn't have expected it. But they yeah. brought him up like three times or something. It was like, all right, I get it. Uh, the other thing, the the heist that they, the way they pulled it off, kind of dumb. I thought like the the first Ocean's Eleven movie, well, the first remake Ocean's Eleven movie. I thought that was brilliant. I didn't see that coming. The way they were going, how are they going to get this money out of the casino? And the way they did it, I was like, that's amazing. I, 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 that was awesome. The way they did it here, they, they take the necklace off the girl who's not involved. They make her throw up. 
and then it's just missing. Oh my god, I don't know, it's missing. And then there's a fake, and they find it in a fountain later, and they sneak it out in parts. Why? What? I mean, you had the... She's in on it, and they don't tell you that till later. Why not have the girl that's helping her with the throwing up just give her the fake one right there and be done with it? Nobody would have been the wiser. They could have Did just... she know that she was in on it at that point? Was she in on it at that point already, though? She was in on it at that point. I mean, she was in on it from the beginning, as far as I could understand. Maybe I need to watch it again. It started to piss me off, and I got kind of drunk, Eugene. So, <laughs> the end of this movie gets a little foggy, but I'm like, man, that seems like you made it way more difficult than it needed to be. Like, because the Asian girl was in there helping her when she was throwing up and stealing yeah. the necklace. Why, if she, if Anne Hathaway is in on it, give her the neck, give her the fake one. Right then and there. She puts it on. I was thinking that she wasn't, she wasn't in on it until after the fact, until after, then she she figured out what was going on and she was like, okay, you you guys, I know what you guys were up to. Um, and so you're, now I want in on, I want a cut of this thing. But I, I could, I, I, no, no, you could be, you could be right. That would be the only thing that would make sense of why they're making her throw up and everything. Why not just fake the throwing up? You know, instead of actually doing it. But maybe you're right. Maybe she wasn't in it until after. I just, you know, when it comes to heist movies, this is the way it always goes. They do the heist thing, and then afterwards they tell you how it was done, and you're like, oh, I didn't yeah. see that. So I'm already looking for, what's the thing I'm not seeing? And that was the thing that I assumed I was not seeing. And then they're going to be like, ha-ha, she was in on it the whole time. And I'm like, ah, you got me. Uh, but you could be right. I will concede that. Um I liked that there was an added twist there where they out, they also stole other jewelry from the mannequins or the, the displays mm-hmm. there too. And I was like, ah, it's cool. I yep. didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I liked that. I did, I, but all your positives I completely echo. I, uh, the acting was great. The great job casting. Um, is it Rihanna? She, yeah. She's coming along. She's yeah, coming she, along. she's a lot better than she was in Battleship or whatever. Oof, that was a tough pill to swallow there, yes. that performance, but, uh, Okay, I'll give it another chance. Maybe I was just having a bad day, and I've had a couple of bad days this week where, yeah, just like Eugene. It's oh, like, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I know what you mean, but I, my wife and I, we, it's, and it also helps when you're, you're watching a movie and you know that your significant other is loving it. It just makes it even better. And I'm like, ah, this is a perfect, my, my wife and I movie, and we just, we had a good time with it. I watched funny. it with my wife as well, and she was just like, okay. I mean, for her to enjoy a movie all the way through is, is a step anyway. Like, just because ADD and, eh, she doesn't have time for that kind of stuff. We barely have that much time to sit down with the kids to yeah. get a whole movie in. And we watched it in, like, two parts in, the, in an evening. And because it's on your thing, we have to watch it in the office. We can't watch it in the living room, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, but she... Oh, after the kids were bed, she's like, we need to go finish that movie. I want to, I want to see how it ends. So yeah, I think she gave it kind of a thumbs up. I don't think it was a raving thumbs up or anything, but it's fine. It's fine. It just didn't all, I just wanted to see a couple of other things happen that, that would have been made it better in my opinion, but yeah. who knows? Maybe I didn't even understand the damn thing. I'll go watch it again. <laughs> so. so I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me, people. Watch these movies for yourself. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. I I I didn't get to reanimate or inter- integral cut, but which I was ready to watch last week. But I, I watched it. But I'll review it on our next show. Well, I, we're we're going to be into full horrorthon next up. So yeah, you uh, let me do a quick one, then I'll give it back to you, and you can do that one. How okay. about that? All right, uh, Iron Fist season two. I finished this one up uh, yesterday, and 
widely considered the, the least of the Marvel shows and because of season one, and I do not really disagree with that, even though I still kind of enjoyed it because I like the characters so much. Season two is much better than season one. It's more clearly defined action, and uh, <laughs> they're doing more tricks like finally covering up Finn Jones' face. So, you know, that way they can have the stuntman go in there and do the martial arts so they don't have to do a million quick cuts around the fact that Finn Jones is not a martial artist. And that's fine. You don't have to be. You're an actor, dude. Don't, don't. It's not that big a deal. Uh, I was really digging this all the way through until the very last episode, which I just watched the other day. And my God, I there were certain things in there that they were building to through the whole season arc that I wanted to see happen. And they just didn't play out the way that I thought they would, and it just kind of felt like it petered out and was like, yeah, we're done. See you next week. Mm. Or next year. And I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I might actually have to go rewatch that episode, because some of the way, some of those character arcs closed, I'm like, boy, I feel like we didn't have closure there. And that's one thing they kind of are pretty good at doing season to season is from the beginning of the season to the last episode is you have closure on those arcs and on those, uh, personal relationships. They at least have your, you understand where you are. And I feel like a couple of them, it was vague and just sort of like, eh, see you next year. Uh, but overall the season was much better. And I want to say like, I mean, Danny Rand, the iron fist is about the least interesting character in this show. He's still a little, He's not nearly as whiny and petulant as the first season. He's figuring more things out. They also did a subplot. Or I'm, you're never going to watch this, so I'm not ruining anything, anything for you. Uh, <laughs> they do a subplot arc for three or four episodes in here where he gets his power taken from him. And I've been very open on this show about how I hate that shit. I hate it in Spider-Man 2 when he loses his power because reasons... Uh, I, I, that just, that shit annoys me. It just feels like weak writing. It's like, well, we can't figure out how to get around the fact that the dude's got superpowers, so let's just make him human. Yay! It's like, that's boring. I'm not watching the show so that I can see regular Fist. I'm watching the show so I can see Iron Fist. Uh, but, you know, how it goes. They fight the bad guys and they get the power back, sort of, or maybe not. I Vagueness. Uh, the women on this show, this is a very strong, uh, women contingent on the show, and they are by far the most interesting part, and not to just be a completely sexist heterosexual, but literally, this lineup of women is about the most beautiful collection of women I've seen in my life. Uh, Colleen Wing, uh, what's her name? Jessica Henwick, Jessica Stroop, plays Joy Meacham. Alice Eve, you know her. She plays Typhoid Mary. Alice Eve was in uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, Green Bra. That was totally frivolous and not needed in that movie. Uh, yep. And Simone Missick. Misty Knight. Just gorgeous, gorgeous women that are super duper strong and whip ass. And pretty much all stronger than Danny Rand the Iron Fist, in my mm. opinion. Uh, anyway, so I... Give it a passing thumbs fist up, and uh, I'll watch more of it. You know me, I will. But uh, anyway, tell, tell us about the this reanimator weird cut. I'm interested to hear about that. Uh, 
so Reanimator has been one of my favorite horror movies for as many years as I can remember. And um, I had been hearing about this integral cut uh, that has uh, almost 20 minutes of added footage, which, because the movie is so incredibly graphic, to have it at a decent runtime on television, they had to chop out so much stuff. So they've refilmed some other stuff, and they put some deleted stuff in there, changed some things around. Well, this integral cut has everything thrown into it. And unfortunately, uh, in a case of this particular movie, less is more. The the added stuff, for the most part, none of it really works. There's a couple of character development beats that, that add a bit that you get to know the characters a little bit more, but a lot of it, it feels tacked on, and it feels like it's it's shot for television just to to pad the runtime that doesn't work they make uh they make Jeffrey Combs character Herbert West they make him out way too much to be uh doctor or like Frankenstein's uh doctor Frankenstein type where it's like he's funny and cool and quirky in the regular version but in this one here he's too twisted and sadistic and that's not that's not him he's he's out to save lives. And in this one here, he's just kind of batshit crazy. And I, nah, that didn't work. Um, there's no, uh, obviously there's no added gore because all of the gore is in the unrated version. So this is all just character development or padding the runtime. It was interesting to watch at least one time though, just to see what, what that was like. Uh, but nope, my version is going to be the unrated version. Uh, I would definitely not recommend this one to any, major fan of reanimator it just it doesn't it the flow is completely off in the movie other than a couple scenes that i'm like oh that would have been probably cool having that back in for the most part uh all of it just it's nope too much too much of a good thing and makes it not a good thing uh the anchor bay version that i have is that the uncut version uh, it should be, yeah, I mean, most versions that are on DVD and, uh, all, all on Blu-ray are the uncut version, unrated version, which is an hour, and, about an hour and 25 minutes. I believe the R-rated version was, like, 90 minutes, so it's a little bit longer. They, like, so they, they cut a bunch of gore out, and then they put some stuff in, and then this other version here, which mashes the R-rated and the uncut version, and I think maybe some other stuff, is, like, everything thrown into this thing, and it's, like I said, it's just too much. Too much of a good thing does not, that much like the A-Team, like I, I much prefer the theatrical version of A-Team to the extended cut that it didn't flow good. It just did not have a good flow to it. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, do you think you'll ever watch it again? I know, uh-uh. From here on out, it's the unrated version. But having said that, I, I own that on Blu-ray now and it's a thing and it's a curiosity piece and it's cool to, I'm glad that I watched it. I'm like, I, I have to see this, because what if? What if it's a better version? No. Yeah. Well, but, you never know when you're going to get that Kingdom of Heaven cut. Uh, yeah. Like, like, what if this would make all the characters of Reanimator more meaningful, and their, motiv- <laughs> their motivations are more fleshed out? This is the version where the there's more heads and pans that make more sense and philosophize yeah. more about all the yeah. weird, gropey breast touching. Yeah, let's just just let's stick with the unrated Barbara Crampton doing her thing, Jeffrey Combs doing his thing, and gore, 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 roll credits. I'm happy. <laughs> does it irritate you that I've only watched that movie one time in my life? Yes, yes, it does because that movie is great. I don't disagree, but I just I'm I'm I love it. It's so. F- New that I can go watch it again, and oh, it's like watching it for the first time every time. 
Oh, for me, I, I bet I've watched that movie oh 20 times. I, I've watched that movie so many times back in the VHS days, then DVD days, then Blu-ray days, and uh, watch it on 4K too. It's not on 4K yet, but but I, it will be sometime, <laughs> and I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Extended yep. cut. It'll only. It'll only. They'll only offer the integral cut in four. Cre- what is it? In- integral? Integ- integral cut. On, oh, no. If that would be the case, I. Well, shit. I don't know. Yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> that hesitation right there. We call that the Jeff Stutzman maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So. Uh, okay, coming soon. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Coming soon for me is a whole bunch of more South Park. I mean, a whole bunch more South Park, um, because that's my happy place right now. And uh, Halloween, the original Halloween, is coming out next week on 4K Blu-ray or UHD. So that, of course, um, I'm going to do a rewatch of Rats, uh, the Knights of Terror, whatever the whatever it's called, from Clyde Anderson, because I'm due for another Rats revisit. Um, the the pit. I want to rewatch the pit. Uh, you remember that one? Yeah, didn't I review that last year? Mm-hmm. I'm like ah, after the baby. It's it, like the baby and the pit are you know are kind of sort of similar. So I'm like ah, I should rewatch that. Oh, what else? Uh, I've been itching to rewatch the uh, the newer Star Trek movies again. That's going to be for my wife, so we'll rewatch those. Um, but yeah, South Park is right now my my pre October. Go to palate cleanser. Yes, because I'm gearing up for just nonstop gore. Yeah, me too. And I'm actually anxious to get it started. Like a whole nother. I'm I'm looking at my pile. And I'm like, ah, come on, damn it! I want to get this going. Um, but and actually, by the time we record next, there will be some horror off the list, including Man's Best Friend, Grizzly, Dead Heat. The body, jugular wine. Oh, I've got so much weird shit that I'm finally going to get checked off my list. I can't freaking wait. I do have some Blu-rays, too. I keep forgetting. I've got a stack of Blu-rays I haven't watched that I've been saving for October. The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Good movie. uh, Blair Witch. Yep. The Black Coat's Daughter. Great movie. Um, Any other horror up there? I Saw the Devil. Does that count? Probably. I saw the devil. Is that the revenge movie? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good movie. Now I got the Blu-ray. I haven't watched it. In, well, I just watched it that one time. Whenever, however, I got it. I don't know. Uh, but that's it's gonna uh, buckle up, kids. It's horror time because that's what it's gonna be next episode. And a stack of horror uh, uh, VHS movies I got today that I didn't even. I don't think I even showed you, but it was Rambo, one of the original releases, and Rambo Two. I just couldn't pass up not having them all on VHS. And what else did I get? Uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. I have that on Laserdisc, but I don't feel like hooking that player up. And I saw the VHS today and I said, screw it. I'm going to finally be able to finish up original Twin Peaks run. Nice. And the perfect weapon with Jeff and of course that. Speakman. Yes. yes. Yep. You're going to have a Speakman easy. Uh, a Speakman easy. Fuck. Uh, Speakman evening. <sighs> or maybe a, a, a Speakman morning. You never know. Oh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's, it might be the best way to start off a morning. You just roll over and 
Speakman. Just keep in mind that the, the title is The Perfect Weapon, but it's it's a little bit more like The Average Weapon. Just keep that in mind when you watch it. It's it's not perfect. It's it's oh, well, it's the okay <laughs> weapon. It's the not bad weapon. They fit two taglines on this VHS. The Perfect Weapon. Just try him. Also, Ooh. no gun, no knife, no shirt, no equal. So just try him. I like yes. that. Just try him. That sounds kind of threatening. Like, it does. like, give, not in a good way. Not in like in a rapey way. Like, I know. I was gonna say that's a that's a bit, yeah, rapey sexual too. Like, give him a go. Yeah, y'all watch the movie and you'll you'll see you'll see. <laughs> like, just give him a chance. We promise his penis doesn't look like Toad from Mario Kart. <laughs> and on that note, I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Eric Marner. See you next time, buddy. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.